0: Good afternoon. Good evening. Good morning. Welcome. This is You Know Everything. I am Nicole B Z and I am here to remind you, you really do. The answers are all within. I'm tapping on my head if you're just listening. And it's annoying. (laughs) And oftentimes when we're faced with really big challenges and really big questions and we don't know how to do it or we don't know where we're going, it can feel like that is not the case. And we need to look to all sorts of different external resources, factors, excuses, all different types of influences that sometimes feel really, really out of our control. And you're not wrong. However, when you were trying to achieve something you've never done before... And you're looking outside of yourself all of the time. You are going to really be reinforcing someone else's definition of success, someone else's success system, someone else's solutions, and it might work for a little bit. It might not work at all. And that doesn't mean you failed. That doesn't mean you're not trying hard enough. That doesn't mean you didn't apply it correctly. It just means that their ideas are not your own. And I am very much on a mission to help you understand and and help you discover. That you got this. You really, really do. So today we're gonna to talk about a very, very common business conundrum, something that I support people with all of the time in my process of facilitation, of exploration. All I can do is my very best to remind you, you know everything, you've got this. And sometimes we can get in our way, sometimes we are in a bit of a rush, sometimes we're tired of <laughs> talking to ourselves, and sometimes we're just more accountable to others. That's certainly the where I. I fall into that's kind of why I started doing this. Is I recognize there is power in working with others. So, hopefully, this podcast can do that for you. Hopefully, I can give you a little bit of perspective, a little bit of hope, a little bit of inspiration, and a little bit of a kick up the ass that you don't need anything else. In fact, you most likely can do everything that you're trying to achieve from exactly where you are right now. So let's get into it and let's talk about scaling without a budget. Now you can absolutely apply this to business. You can also just apply this to your life in general, but let's get into it. I've mentioned this a little bit in more recent podcasts, but I kind of think of everything in this, in this triangle, right? You've got time, You've got money and you've got your expertise. Now, that expertise are your resources, your network, your skill set, your personality, the way you work, the way you think. It's obviously kind of a word that encompasses a whole bunch of different resources, right? Now, depending on why you're scaling, you're going to be looking at one of these factors. We've already decided that you're watching this or listening to this because you're scaling without a budget. You want growth and you cannot invest anymore. And we're going to play with that constraint. I actually think that's a really healthy constraint. Most of the people that find me are in a place of scaling. They have realized a level of success, perhaps quicker than they were prepared for, or perhaps without the resources that they believe they need in order to take advantage of the growth that they're experiencing. Again, this can be in your personal life. This can be in your professional life. It can be in a combination of the two. When we place constraints on our current situation or current challenge, it forces us to be creative. It forces us to think outside of the box. If we can't just spend money to make money, then how are we going to make some money, y'all, right? Right. And the reason I like this is a framework that I really appreciate because it challenges us in this regards. It's called Profit First. It's by Michael Michael McKellen. And uh, it's just a really simple way of thinking about finance. And ultimately what it's saying is if we are scaling a business, scaling any situation, right? And we are spending money to make money. The more money we make, the more money we spend, our profit margin is going to stay static. And sure, like profit off of a lot of money theoretically is more profit, even if that percentage is staying the same. Like if your profit margin's 10%, you're making 100 grand, that means you've got 10,000 in profit. If you're making a million dollars, that means you've got $100,000 in profit. Neat. But when we can keep our expenses, the same. And this is what profit first talks about. It's an incredibly lean model. If you're aiming for like 50 to 65% of your overall revenue is allocated towards expenses. That means that earning $100,000, your outgoings, your expenses are going to total somewhere between 50 to 65,000. Your profit margin is going to be anywhere from 50 to 35,000. If you're making a million dollars, then your profit's going to be $500,000 to $350,000 and no matter how much more money you make your profit margin will be expanding. And that is how you create create sustainability. That is how you always have money for a rainy day. That is how you're always able to reward and incentivize the people that are supporting you or yourself, right? When you pay yourself first and when you prioritize the profit by minimizing and Uh, stabilizing your expenses, that creates sustainable scaling. And that's definitely something I work with my people on. I believe in sustainable long-term careers. My whole raison d'etre is to provide people with longevity and security and certainty in that uncertainty, right? So this is another reason I love the Energy Leadership Index because it isn't always about the structure of the system. It is, however, always about your intention, your desired result and the way you believe that's going to make you feel. If you can tap into that before taking action, if you can approach how to scale without a budget, knowing it's possible, that's going to give you a wildly different result than if you think it's impossible. There's no way I can scale without a budget. How can I grow my business if I don't hire more people? We're going to talk about that, right? We're going to talk about some specific business examples. But first, I just want to, I want to challenge you. To choose a belief that it is possible. You can absolutely scale. You can scale exponentially. You can create success beyond your wildest dreams without the budget you think you need. Now, how, how do we do that? I can hear you stamping your feet and saying, if it were that simple, BZ, (laughs) Um, surely it wouldn't be in a 45 minute podcast episode. And you're right. It's, uh, how do, what do they say? It's not easy, but it is simple. So I'm going to go through some pretty basic business concepts here. I'm sure you've thought about all of these. However... We're going to go back to that little matrix, right? Time, money, expertise. We're eliminating money, which means we are going to be leveraging time and expertise. So no budget means you're probably going to have to pull, like roll the sleeves up and get, get a little dirty here. You might need to think about your business or your efforts in your business in a way that you haven't before. So let's talk about some opportunities. I'm going to focus firstly on external, then I'm going to get into some internal strategies. Hopefully I'll share some examples with you. Because I have examples for all of these. So I'm going to remind myself to take a moment. There's no rush. You are exactly where you need to be. (laughs) And we're going to go through some um, creative opportunities for you to scale without budget. So, first and foremost, partnerships. I would put this into the expertise quality. Now, sometimes we forget that there are amazing opportunities in our existing network. So, who could be potential partners for you in your business? If you've got a bricks and mortar, I would encourage you to walk outside and look up and down the street. Every single one of your neighbors could be referring business to you and you could be referring business to them. If, you don't like your neighbors, (laughs) maybe you're in an online business, you're not working in that same capacity. This is where masterminds can become incredibly powerful. Finding other people in business that do the same business as you, but perhaps they're in a different locale. So they don't feel like they're a competitor. Perhaps they're in a different place in their business. They've been established for a lot longer, or they're just getting started. All of these different people can become ways for you to tap into ideas, creativity, energy, networks, opportunities, possibilities. When was the last time you went to a Chamber of Commerce meeting? Oh, my God. I heard all of you eye roll. This is a thing in the United States as well. I should just be clear. But when have you gone to a local government gathering, if you will, and just talked with other people in your community? There are networking events. There are meetups happening. And and look, I, I get it. I'm not attending pretty much any of those events anymore. And I won't even go to a conference now unless I'm being asked to speak and participate. But if you didn't know, you can pay to play as well. There is no shame in the game. There are so many different partnership opportunities. And yes, depending on the level that you're at, depending on the caliber of company you wish to keep, there might be an entry fee. So I know I said scale without cost. I'm not telling you that you need to purchase this right now. I'm just telling you, you can create a plan of attack to start partnering with people and looking at how can I help you help me? Now, if an investment is required, we can put that on a want to one day list. In the interim, you can see who's participating in those groups. What you can do is reach out to some of these people and say, hey, I'm interested in this network opportunity. How has it served you? I did that once and I ended up being the chairperson, the organizer of the group. Now, Did I think I had time for that? Is that exactly what I set out for? No, but what it allowed me to do was position myself as a leader. It allowed me to negate the entry fee. And I immediately was exposed to 25 plus women in my local area that were also looking to network and partner. Saying yes to opportunity creates more opportunity. I know they say that a lot. There was a podcast episode recently where I think I said opportunity like 13 different times. And if you're into human design, I am a four one, my friend. So opportunistic is my M- MO modus operandi. Thank you. Thanks. BZ words. So. With that, look for businesses that can complement your own that you can collaborate with. Maybe you can even jump on some marketing campaigns and some of their existing initiatives. Maybe they're hosting an event that you could do a pop-up at or that you could participate at and help support. Like uh one of my people was looking for kind of a cash injection due to, to some cash flow constraints. There was a local event happening, it was going to be a bunch of different businesses, kind of like a farmer's market type vibe. And they were able to participate with a local coffee shop who had a table, who had a stand. They needed some help. They were going to be out there all day for the whole day. And it it just created this wonderful partnership opportunity. So that is a fantastic way to start scaling. The next, and I would think one of, I hope the most obvious, is focus on your existing customers, the people that already love and support you. They are literally the biggest resource outside any employees that you might have, that, that you can rely upon, that is how businesses were able to stay open during forced closures. By providing excellent customer service, by providing value, by providing access, by providing convenience, you can double down on what is already working. And they might have some really unique ideas in terms of different ways that you can offer services, different products that you can potentially offer, ways that you can literally create new forms of income in your business right now. Piggybacking off of that, a referral program, A 100% of the people that I have worked with just assumed that their customers would recommend them. Maybe, do you know that the receipt that you send out after purchase is the number one opened email in all business communication? What if that receipt said, get 10% off your next purchase or get 50% off your next purchase or get a buy one, get one free opportunity if you refer a customer to our business? Give your people a call to action. Tell them that there is an incentive for referring. Create that program and remind them regularly. Ask them to refer business to you. I personally use this in my business it is it is not just my number one way of growing business. It is the number one way word of mouth referrals when you anytime you see an influencer or a, a regular human being recommending a product online, the reason for that is because it is the number one w- way people buy so leverage your existing customer clients, buyers. If you haven't done that, this is an amazing opportunity. If you haven't reached out to people that bought from you anytime and since the inception of your business, do so now. This is me giving you permission to create an engagement campaign, to create a reward, have an event, do something to celebrate everyone who has gotten you here, and then ask them to help you get to the next place that you're growing to. Obviously you can optimize existing business. Now there's a lot of ways that you can do this. We're going to kind of get into that a little bit more in like internal processes, but look at where people can find you right now. How can you make it easier for them? If you have a website, SEO, SEO has made a huge resurgence once pixels and tracking and the internet kind of changed all of the rules. Social media became inundated with consumer generated content and just selling and advertising just making it easier for people to find you by ensuring your website is optimized, an amazing, no-cost, time-yes-intensive activity, but it's something you can simply chip away at, and you can do a little bit every day there are a million experts out there that can help you with web SEO. I'm so tempted to go into, but I'm not going to. If you've got a bricks and mortar shop, if you've got a service-based business, if you've got some profiles on some freelance websites, how can you optimize making it more efficient, easier, obvious so that people can find you? If that's happening, if you're getting thousands or tens of thousands or even millions of people finding you, but they're not engaging with you, why? And finally, and believe me, my friends, this is my least favorite yet very effective methodology, social media. Never before have we been able to market ourselves to billions of people without geographic time or even budget constraints. It takes no money to post on social media. You can repurpose that post. The efficiencies are unbelievable. The optimizations around it. When we talk about make it accessible, make it easy. I was working with somebody the other day and they were building out this beautiful Shopify website and then making sure that any of the physical products that were being sold in any of the physical locations around were pointing everybody to their website. And I was like, that's fantastic. And also, you should point them for a way to purchase with one click. That is optimization. And... Honestly, it made their lives easier because they could just send them to their PayPal or to their Stripe or to their Venmo or to their cash app, wherever they were already using payment processing. I believe me, you can generate a QR code and give people the opportunity that they can look at it and buy it if they want. That's what I mean by optimization. How can you make supporting you as easy as one click, as easy as a yes? That is uh, the <laughs> probably the simplest way to scale. Now, obviously scaling is a lot is about a lot more than simply increasing income. But if you don't have a budget, my friend, we're going to focus specifically on sales and income because from there you can start again, hopefully within constraints looking at now, how can I optimize my ability to sustainably scale, grow this and sustain it. Right. So, it is definitely challenging. I look at budget constraints as a really exciting opportunity because if you can create the success within a budget, you can do it over and over and over again. You're not going to run into cash flow problems. You're not going to run into debt issues. And yes, it's going to take as long as it takes. So we'll get into some of the energetics around this towards the end, but oftentimes we're spending money to make money because we're in a rush. And my question for you is why? What, what are you racing towards if it's to be a 30 under 30 oh, okay uh, again if you can do that and sustainably scale you're also going to be a 40 under 40 and 50 under 50 so that would be my goal <laughs> is not just to be the youngest most successful person but also the oldest and most successful person So we're asking for creativity, we're asking for persistence, but most importantly, what we're asking for is a willingness to experiment, a willingness to try. By leveraging the resources you have, by appreciating what you have, what you appreciate, appreciates. And what you're ultimately going to be forced to do is focus on strategies that yield the highest return on investment. So these are going to be not just the most efficient, but the most effective strategies. And when I talk about double down on what works, start with what works and expand on that, that's what I'm talking about. In the anti-business school, there's a whole module on marketing. Duh. (laughs) But the reason for that is we can so often get caught up in new, 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 new you can create a business that is wildly successful, that is sustainable, that creates longevity and security and the legacy for you by just doing the same thing over and over again, successfully, effectively, right? So internally in business, once you're kind of working on some of these, pick one strategy, partnering with businesses, play with that, right? Um, customer referral program or customer retention and then customer referral program. So get someone to buy again, right? Get somebody to recommend you. Those three things alone could be all you ever need to do in your business. You don't, might not ever even need to get to social media, right? So challenging, creative, provocative, right? Or at least this is my version of provocative. <laughs> Internally, let's look at how we can create higher effective work processes. So now we have this beautiful, beautiful technology that is available to us in so many different ways. Technological solutions, digital transformation, that's going to be the next module that I build out in the anti-business school. Asking yourself, is this the best platform for me? Is this the most um, effective? Is Is this where my customers are I am the worst about this, but I I love tech. I'm always adopting new tech solutions. And then I'm asking my customers to download another app, learn how to use another software platform, get involved. And it's just like, who has time for that? Right? I I've done this more times than I can count, but I end up going back to the original solution that I had. And what I want to say in my defense is that oftentimes the tech is also evolving. And so sometimes due to the complexity of my work situations, having multiple businesses, being on Web3, also being in Web2, I sometimes need tech to be able to do things that it's just not there yet. And so I jump to a new platform. Meanwhile, that existing platform, one of the um, early adopters, if you will, gets to that place that I need it. And that's where I'm at right now. So I'm, I'm going back to some of the uh, the OGs, if you will. But the point I was trying to make, focus, BZ, is that by knowing that digital transformation, technological solutions are, a, are I, I believe, necessary for our success, you as a leader... You as the person asking, how can I scale without budget? Have the opportunity to look at different solutions. I'm continually reviewing the list of software solutions that I'm using and going, okay, can any of these be layered? Like, do I need a CRM system and a sales platform and three different sales uh, payment processors? Probably not. Uh, do I need a messaging platform and a text messaging platform and um, social media? Like, how can we sort of? Uh, what's sort of looking for? Um, it's not coagulate, but that's definitely coalesce. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, you know, how can I how can I combine different solutions so that I'm not paying up the ass for them? Because I mean, far out, man. My software solutions are getting almost as expensive as some of my um, bricks and mortar rent. I digress. The appointment being looking at apps, looking at solutions, looking at efficiencies, looking at processes, talk to, this is where partnerships can become really amazing for you. If you've got a network of like-minded businesses and business owners, they will be incredible resources for you in terms of keeping you up to date with the latest and greatest that tech has to offer. So from there, we can automate processes. And yes, there is an app for that. I love Zapier, Zapier. I'm not sure how it's pronounced, um, I-T-T-T, If This Then That, Most most software platforms have APIs. Now, that's something that I certainly draw upon when I'm trying to consider, like, what new application do I want to use? Does it play well with the existing applications that I'm using? They should, or they should have the ability to kind of connect those in the back end. They should be able to offer you support to do that if you don't have access to IT or someone who can help you with that. But automation, anything you find yourself doing more than once, anytime you're answering the same question or explaining something over and over again, automate it, create a way that you can centralize that information and that resource. You can point people to it, create templates, create process, create flow. The sooner you build out those systems and that structure in your business, the sooner you're going to start saving time which is eventually going to expand that opportunity for more budget, right? If you just think about the amount of time you spend on things and how much your time is worth, we can start thinking about that that pyramid, that triangle going, okay, well, if I push down the time component, I'm going to start expanding uh, the financial resources and my expertise. Productivity. So this one's a little bit sticky. Increasing productivity feels really obvious, right? But then the next obvious question is how? We've got to start looking at our KPIs. Oh my God, I said it, but what what are our key performance indicators? What are we using to measure our performance? Most of the time it's money and deliverables, right? But for so many tasks and activities, it's not just about, did this make more money? Did this save us time? Did we do a hundred of these? That is like the, I I call it the symptomies. That is the byproduct of, do we have solid customer relationships? Are we like, are you measuring as an example, how often you recommend the customer referral program to somebody? Are you measuring how often you reach out to your partners? Not just how much, how much return on investment did that partner bring me? when we start asking ourselves, what are the things we're doing to create the results that we want, not just the result. So often we're looking at sales and income, but sales and income are a byproduct of quality service, of consistent marketing, of follow through and follow up. So that's when we can start to truly measure productivity. We ask ourselves, are our goals clear? Every single leader that I work with has a vision. They know and they can see what they want. But they're not there. And part of the reason for that is it's unclear to the people who are supporting them what there looks like. How will your people know they're being successful in the work that they do? How will you know? Is it that they're following a script on a call? Is it that they're closing a sale? Is it that they're following up with that individual a week later or two weeks later to perhaps close the sale or perhaps ask if the sale has been satisfactory, if the person is pleased with their purchase or their experience? And if not, how can they improve? These are the types of things that are going to pay off exponentially in the long term. And even though it might not be a dollar in the bank account today, when we can actually measure what ensures we're not just getting dollars into the bank account today, but we're getting dollars into the bank account next week as well, that's how we're going to be able to increase our productivity. That is maximizing our time, our uh, expertise, and our financial resources. So then, lastly, and this is this is definitely a much newer trend, but outsourcing non-core functions. Have you ever said like, or heard people talk about like act in your zone of genius? A lot of times, businesses are trying. You know, uh, and as a business owner, I'm sure you can relate to this. You're wearing all of the hats. Now, I, I already hear what you're saying. You you don't have the resources. You can't pay people to do certain activities. I totally get that. My question for you is, are all of the activities necessary? There are some core functions in business and then there's just a whole lot of brouhaha. I see so many people jumping into marketing and advertising and paid, paid marketing <laughs> when they, when they don't have proof of concept yet, when they, when they don't have a lot of people engaging with the product. If you just simply focused on ensuring that you can get one person to use your product, service, expertise, get results with it, and then share those results with you, and then repeat that. You Repeat that enough that you can build the trust and likability of a cu- customer base. And then from there, you can start using social media for free. You can start building partnerships with like-minded businesses, and you focus on organically growing without paid Then when you have the money to scale and invest, you have a proven product base with a proven customer base. You understand your messaging. You understand the solution that you offer. You know what differentiates you. And yes, that's going to probably take a little bit longer than if you have gajillions of dollars to just dump into Facebook ads and just essentially throw money away until you figure out your messaging, your marketing, your customer, your target audience, the solutions, what differentiates you, et cetera. Cool, go for it. You're not listening to this because you don't need to know how to scale without a budget. You can just dump money in until you get to scale. You've got a runway. Maybe you're working with a VC firm. You've you've got target market sorted out. That's not that's not that's not why you're here. Or maybe you're actually looking for some creative ways to get out of the the endless entrepreneurial rat race. I was gonna say rat race um, and get out of that that wheel where you're just. You're spending, you're, you're investing money to make money and that profit margin is 10% and nothing that you're doing is changing it and it feels like it's never going to end. That's actually why Michael McCaldwell-Littlewitz wrote The Profit First is entrepreneurship can be terrifying when you are not keeping your expenses and your budget at a um, limit and within a constraint. So, yes, at some point, you are going to need to invest in scaling in order to sustain it. But once you've got that income, once you know where your cash flow is coming from, once you understand that ebb and that flow in your business, that is the opportunity to invest in hiring. I often get people asking me, when can I hire? When can I resource? When can I delegate? Now, that, that answer is going to be different for everybody. But typically, my first response is if you haven't invested in accounting, if you haven't invested in bookkeeper or AR or AP, if you're not able to just understand what's making you money. What efforts can you double down on? What is the efficiency in your work? What is the effectiveness in your work? That's where financial management is going to be really, really useful for you. It's something we talk a lot about in the the Psychic Profit Squad. That's available in the Discord container. The link should be below to join. But that's where we can really talk about a lot of these these challenges that we face as entrepreneurs and as business people and as leaders and as creatives and visionaries. We feel this sense of urgency. We feel this almost desperation. I don't know if it's comparisonitis. I don't know if it's If it's our ability to see something that isn't possible yet, and we we so desperately want to experience that reality right now. And I promise you, my friend, if you're asking questions like this, if you're watching resources like this, if you're partnering with people, if you're looking for creative ways to expand without necessarily having to invest, you're going to get there. It will take as long as it takes. And if if you're feeling rushed, my first question is why? We started with that. Hopefully you've got an answer for that now. This is about you. This is about creating your desired reality. And is stress a part of that? Is struggle a part of that? Is desperation or rushing or urgency or, or, again, comparing yourself to other people that you have no idea what they invested, what they did to get to where they are? So often I get behind the scenes in a business and I am I think, wow, you're making a million dollars a month. That's amazing. You're spending a million five to do that. Why aren't we talking about that? One of the first and last corporate gigs that I had, I was the COO and tasked with um, getting the expenses under control. This business was printing money. They were doing million-dollar weeks, and they were spending 150% in order to be able to do that. That's why they were hemorrhaging money. They had a retention rate of 50%, meaning for every one person they hired, two people left. (laughs) So there were some big problems in this organization despite how successful it was, despite how much money it was making, right? Get clear on what your definition of success is. Get clear on the opportunities you have right now that you don't have to spend any more money for. It can feel impossible. It can feel hard. It can feel painful. It can also be exciting and exhilarating and creative. It can be fun. Uh, Michael talks a lot about in his book, with these constraints that were put upon us, some amazing solutions have occurred. When I did a, an episode recently on recession proof businesses, I'm going to do another one on businesses that don't fail. And for the most part, those are all fallacies. Those are, those are make believe clickbait headlines because ultimately there's always an opportunity to fail. There is no such thing as recession proof, but when you can cultivate this skill of creativity, when you can play within the constraints, when you can recognize that actually those walls create safety and security, and inside of them you can do whatever the fuck you want, that is when like truly revolutionary solutions are created. So many of the businesses that I talked about in the recession-proof business case studies were created during times of economic crisis because they, they were forced to confront a constraint. And in that, a solution was created that didn't exist and a billion-dollar business model resulted. So you can do this, whatever this is. You can overcome this challenge. The first thing you need to do is recognize, I can do this. I'm willing to do this. And it's going to take something I've never done before. That doesn't have to be... like these like crazy with like monumental efforts that you're not sleeping and you're not eating and you're selling your home, it might. I always think about the founder of Coachella who had to remortgage his home twice and went through three different mortgages to get to the Coachella that we know and love today. I'm not saying it's not going to take an exchange. I'm not saying it is going to be easy, but it. what I am saying is it can be simple and it starts with a choice of, a belief. I'm, I'm, I believe I can do this. I know that there's something on the other side of this. And final point here, my friend, take care of yourself first. <laughs> if you haven't learned the resources you need to simply be successful, please start there. Lots of my people come to me because they've actually created a staggering amount of success. It's, it's surprised them. It shocked the shit out of them. And they are spiraling because they don't know how to sleep juggling this level of responsibility. They actually don't know how to budget because so much money came in so quickly and they have no idea what they're spending to make it. They don't know how to balance life and love and friendship and health and longevity and legacy because they put everything into this business. They they The cost at which they were willing to invest was so high, they're on the precipice of losing everything that they're actually working for. This is why giving yourself the time to understand how to resource, what your expertise is, how you work best, what your zone of genius is, is Like immeasurably valuable. It is priceless. And I know that's cliche to say. I know that doesn't help right now when you think, well, I just need one employee or I just need, I just need um, to, you know, to stay up tonight, to stay up all night to figure this out. Challenge, challenge those thoughts. They might be true, they might not. What if we just pretend for right now you don't? I worked with a client on this very recently. I hear that your clients. We're given a deadline of Friday. Will they get their best work by Friday? No. Who set that deadline? Me. Have you asked them if they need it by Friday? No. Would you be open to exploring? Would they be willing to push the deadline back? Well, I don't know. That's just not how I work. Okay. Do your clients deserve the best work? Absolutely. But they're not going to get the best work by this self-imposed deadline. Oh, why not ask them, would you prefer the highest quality work possible potentially a week later? Or would you prefer to meet your deadline? Guess what every client chose right? (laughs) But the other thing is, is you don't have to make that decision. They get to. And and that's, that was, I should have made that point in a different episode, but anywho, reinvest in this moment right now. Choose this moment right now to say, I can do it. I can get creative. I can scale without a budget. And now I get, now I get to figure out what that looks like. And I'm going to test something. You don't have to sacrifice yourself to be successful. You don't. And uh, that's that's my final point on that one. So um, you know where to find me. Hello, at Nicole BC. if you've got any questions. I love to create resources, podcast episodes, Discord threads for you. One way to scale without a budget is find yourself a mentor who's putting out all sorts of content for you that you don't have to pay for. There doesn't have to be $100,000 investments in the very best advice that you can possibly get. Some of my most favorite mentors, the people who inspire me endlessly, who challenge me to be the best version of myself, I couldn't possibly, in my wildest dreams, afford to work with them. And quite honestly, after um, the many investments I have made in both mentors and expertise, I'm not even sure that I would at this point. But by sharing space with them in the forms of their written ideas, their spoken word ideas, their visual and video ideas, I am, I'm getting to share, share uh, this space with people who I consider to be luminaries. And that is my intention. I'm not calling myself a luminary or an expert by any means, but I am a facilitator and I can say I'm a fantastic guide. (laughs) I will help you scale without a budget. Find me in the Discord container. The link is below. It is absolutely free to join. There are tons of different offerings available. Go to nicolebz.com to see what fun thing I'm working on right now. By the time you're listening to this, it's probably going to be the last launch for 2023 for the anti-business school. It's going to get completely revamped. It's going to include all sorts of expertise and topics on digital transformation and Web3. So I am really excited about that. But that means it's going to get a little bit more expensive because it's going to get better. And also, how about this inflation, my friend? Am I right? (laughs) So thank you so much for being here. I love you. I wouldn't be doing this without you. And um, I can't wait to catch you on the flip side, wherever that might be.